Mission Mobilization Chats with Ryan Shaw, Multiplying Mission Mobilization Movements. This podcast is powered by Global Mission Mobilization Initiative. Subscribe, watch, and listen on YouTube today. Find more exciting resources, teachings, and tools for mission mobilization on globalmmi.net. So welcome to episode number seven of our mission mobilization chats. So in these episodes, we are looking at cutting edge topics related to mission mobilization across our denominations, our church networks, our local ministries. And so today, today we want to be looking at the concept of mobilizing entire local ministries, mobilizing entire local ministries. So in the previous two episodes, we considered the four point macro level strategy of the Holy Spirit in fulfilling the Great Commission. We looked at the four points that the Holy Spirit, these are very broad, these are very macro, but these are important points that keep us focused in our strategy to know where we're moving, what God is leading us into, and the ways that he has strategized that he wants to see this Great Commission uh, fulfilled. Now, the first point of that four-point strategy, if you remember, we looked at the Holy Spirit's intent of seeing thousands, maybe even millions, of individual local ministries. Now, these are individual churches. These are individual campus fellowships all over the world, in nation after nation after nation after nation. It's the Holy Spirit's purpose to see millions of these individual local ministries that are integrating Great Commission vision into the life of their fellowship. So not just having missions as kind of a little department or a committee off to the side, but integrated into the mainstream life of that individual fellowship. So this is what we want to talk about uh, in this episode today. We're going to look a little bit more in depth at this first point of the Holy Spirit's strategy. So it's common, actually, in mobilizing for cross-cultural mission to focus on recruiting individual people for our mission-sending agencies as missionaries. Now, this is a very, very important piece of the bigger picture, but we need to remember it's only one slice. What tends to happen is that when we think of mission mobilization, that is what comes to our mind the individual recruiting of missionaries and teams to be sent out. Now, this is important, but it's only one element. We need to see the whole, the big picture. Another common form of mission mobilization is encouraging people to uh, take short-term trips. Again, this is a small slice of mission mobilization, but in reality, it's only scratching the surface of where the Lord wants mission mobilization to go. Another common tool that we see in mission mobilization is the mission conference. Most of us, we've all been to mission conferences where we go outside of our individual local ministry. Uh, maybe a mission conference is in our local church, but usually we have to go somewhere else to participate in the mission conference. And so this is a very helpful tool that God has used over the many generations. Now, all these that I've just mentioned, these are helpful uh, focal points but do you see something that's missing with each one? There is one element 
in the common practice of recruiting individuals, in the common idea of inviting people to take short-term trips, in the idea of going to a uh, mission conference or even to a mission kind of course. There's one massive element that is overlooked in each one of these. Do you know what it is? It's the issue of they are not taking place necessarily within the life of the local church, within the local ministry. So all of these forms of mission mobilization, a person goes out from their home ministry and they experience these mission experiences or opportunities or possibilities or challenges. They experience them generally outside of the life of their own home ministry. So these are, these are effective tools. They absolutely are. And they often inspire believers. But then these believers, they return to the local church on fire now, right? They've been to a mission conference. They've been challenged. They've been inspired. Yes, I want to go hard for this missions thing. Or they've been on a short-term trip. They've seen the needs. They've, seen fa they've come face-to-face -face with the reality of these peoples that are outside of a relevant hearing of the gospel. They're stirred up. They become on fire for missions. So they return to their local church with this same fire burning in their heart. But what happens over time is that that fire can start to dwindle, can start to lessen and lessen if that local ministry also does not have a strong mission emphasis that is growing and that's developed within the life of that local ministry itself. So this is a very important aspect of mission mobilization that has often been overlooked. In fact, I would go so far as to say that this has been part of the travesty, the tragedy in mission mobilization over the years. So many get stirred up for missions at some point. They have a sense of God calling them, a sense of the big picture destiny of their lives being used in the fulfillment of the Great Commission. And then they get connect, or they go back to their local church only to have this vision, this fire, this excitement start to get squelched because the local church itself does not have that same vision for missions, does not have the same understanding or emphasis that those individual people have. So they go out from the local church, they get excited, they get inspired, fired up, they come back to the local church hoping that in the local church setting they can encourage it or they will at least be able to grow in this same vision that they've had when they went out. But it most often does not happen. And so our mission mobilization has often taken this individualized approach. And so when we take this individualized approach where we say, okay, we're just going to touch a few people when we do that, instead of trying to help entire local ministries become mobilized, then we actually reduce the big picture uh, purpose of Jesus' redemption. That Jesus' redemption is for a, has a global purpose in mind. It's for a global uh, harvest that the Lord has in his heart to, to, uh, to bring about. So when we make it just this one-by-one one individual, let's get a few people that get excited about it, we've actually reduced it from its biblical purpose. We've reduced Great Commission vision to being something it wasn't necessarily supposed to be. So when we individualize it, we actually make it just for kind of a few specialized believers. And that's generally how missions is right now around the world. But it's not the way it's supposed to be. So we have a few people involved in missions 
kind of professional specialists. We call them missionaries, right? They're those few that are out there, but for all the rest of us, we don't really have much that we can do in the Great Commission, right? No, actually, absolutely wrong. And so that's what we want to look at uh, in this episode, is how can we see an entire local uh, ministry mobilized instead of our taking just this one-by-one -one mobilizing approach. So instead of doing it in an individual, one-by-one, -one, trying to get a few people excited about it, what if every local ministry saw it as their primary calling to mobilize and equip the whole of the members of their local church. So whether your church is 50, whether your church is 500, none of that matters. But what if every one of those local ministries had their, what made it the primary purpose of their calling to mobilize and equip every member in the ministry to grasp and to care about the kingdom of God being worked out among all the ethnic people groups on the earth. That is a vastly different priority than now how we generally see mission mobilization. So what if local churches, what if campus ministry fellowships, what if even Bible schools didn't just periodically mention cross-cultural mission? That's what most of our ministries do right now. Maybe we have a mission Sunday once a year or something along that line. So we're periodically mentioning it, but it's not necessarily the integral part of the life and the vision and the focus of our local ministry. So what if that were to happen? Our ministries would be drastically changed and every member within those ministries would begin to have a heartbeat for this fulfillment uh, of the Great Commission. And the Lord is wanting to stir this up. Local ministries that are mobilizing and equipping their own, this is one of God's primary strategies actually for the fulfillment of the Great Commission. Okay. Did you hear what I just said? Mobilizing local or local ministries, mobilizing and equipping their own members. This is one of God's primary strategies for fulfilling his great commission. Not just about what we do out on the field when we go. That's important. We need those strategies. And as we looked in the last sessions at the Holy Spirit's four-point strategy, we highlighted point three and four are directly connected to what is happening on the field side. But points one and two, those are drastically important to help the church mobilize and equip their own. And this is a primary strategy of the Holy Spirit in fulfilling the Great Commission. And as we look back over church history, we see that the most impact, actually for missions, uh, for churches kind of getting on fire, the most impact came through entire ministries taking this great commission calling very seriously and envisioning and empowering their members to fulfill their own roles. So today is no different. We see it in history. We see a historical precedent that this is how God moves. He uses churches, entire local ministries that are together getting on fire for missions. He uses those in, in massive ways uh, among the unreached peoples, and he's done it that way all throughout history. So today is no, no different. So instead of Jesus' global commission just being about a little committee on the side of our church or me being about mobilizing individual people who become these specialists that we call missionaries, no, we need a vast army, the whole body of Christ, understanding 
the redemption of Jesus Christ, having at its centerpiece this vision of his heartbeat for all peoples. We want to see this vision grab the attention and the imagination of every believer in the local church. Right now, around the earth, most of our churches, most of believers in local churches have no idea about this subject. In fact, some research was done recently that said that only about 17% of all believers globally, 17%, okay? Now, statistics can tend to be a little bit fuzzy and how we got the information, whatever. So just take this for what it is. But about 17% of all the believers around the world understand what the Great Commission is and can explain it to other believers. That is not okay. Every believer should be grasping what the Great Commission is and what the purpose of their redemption is as being directly connected to seeing the fulfillment uh, of the Great Commission. Now, many of you might be hearing this and saying, okay, so is this guy saying that everybody should be a cross-cultural missionary? No, we're not saying that. This does not mean that every church member from every local ministry will become a cross-cultural message bearer. This is our alternative word for missionary, message bearer. But what it does mean is that every believer will identify their role in the Great Commission. They're inside local churches. They might not be one who goes. They might never, ever leave their hometown. That's okay. They can dynamically impact unreached people groups doing their particular assigned role in the kingdom of God and engaging with it with all of their heart. Okay? So not just kind of going to a, a, a prayer meeting once and, yes, let's bless those unreached people groups. No, making prayer an integral part of their calling in their hometown, prayer for those unreached people groups and doing it consistently, day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year, decade by decade, where intercessors are crying out to God for unreached people groups. Maybe that's your role. We're going to get into the roles in another uh, episode. Today, we're talking about em empowering the whole ministry and mobilizing the whole ministry. Now, local churches, local ministries, they're meant to provide believers teaching, right, preaching, an environment of devoted prayer so that people can grow as disciples. They can come into the maturity uh, in Christ. Local churches are also for fellowship, and all of these things are meant to build up every member towards spiritual maturity, preparing them for their destiny and faithfully embodying their roles in the Great Commission. This is the purpose of local churches, okay? But that part that I just highlighted at the end, preparing them for their destiny of coming into the role that they possess, their assigned role from God in the Great Commission, mostly that is left out. That is never, ever talked about. Okay? So we have good teaching, we have some preaching, we have some devoted prayer, we have some discipleship happening, we have good fellowship in our local churches, we have edification, building up every member, but this piece of preparing them for their role in the Great Commission, this is sadly omitted in most local ministries. Now, this vision of what the church can be, this can all sound, when you hear that, it can sound a little bit unrealistic in our current situations uh, uh, in our churches. The only reason it sounds unrealistic to kind of our modern ear is because we are generally giving such a low priority to the Great Commission in our local ministries. So we hear a vision like this. Every local church can be empowered uh, and, and have Great Commission vision 
and integrating it into the life of their fellowship so that every member is mobilized and equipped in their role. When we hear that, we kind of go, well, that sounds a little unrealistic. Okay? And the reason that we feel that is because we've generally gotten away from the New Testament early church standard that Jesus meant uh, the Great Commission to play in the life of every local church. So we want to understand that. Today, generally, mission is an afterthought in our churches. It's not at the forefront. So it's meant to be at the forefront of our hearts as well as our ministry plans, as well as our ministry strategies. So in GMMI circles, we call local ministries that are engaging in this idea that we're talking about, we call these Great Commission Ministries. Great Commission Ministries. And so Great Commission Ministries are individual local ministries around the world that are choosing to do something about the, the negative trend that we've just laid out in terms of local ministries who are not necessarily today, right at this moment, prioritizing the Great Commission or integrating the Great Commission as it could be uh, integrating. So Great Commission ministries are realizing, no, we don't want to be like this. We want to do it the Lord's way. We want to integrate the Great Commission as a vibrant focal point, not just a periodic mention, but a vibrant focal point uh, of our uh, local ministries. So these kinds of ministries, they're aligning with Jesus' Great Commission through committing to three action points, okay? Three action points. Now, all of this information beyond this podcast episode is available in a handbook on our website that's called the Handbook for Great Commission Ministries. And so you can uh, download for free that handbook. It's got all the teachings, all the tools about a Great Commission Ministry, about how to integrate these tools uh, that we're going to talk about a little bit today and then in future uh, sessions, future episodes, all of that can be found and you can download that for your leadership team uh, in your local church uh, ministry. But these ministries are committed to three action points. What are they? Three action points. Number one, committing to cultivating what we call abandoned devotion for Jesus among disciples under the influence of your local church. Okay? So not just kind of casual Bible studies and casual Christianity. No, we are calling for churches to follow Jesus at his highest standard of discipleship that he laid out in his own Gospels. He gave us his discipleship manual. It's not our opinion. It's not what somebody created as a discipleship manual for the church. No, this is Jesus's discipleship manual. We call them the four Gospels, right? Where he lays out this heart of passion. We call it in GMMI circles, abandoned devotion for Jesus. This has to be the starting point for mission mobilization in your local church committee. So that's the first action point. You want to cultivate wholeheartedness for Jesus. We call it abandoned devotion for Jesus among all the disciples that are under your influence in your church. The second action point is now implementing what we call four core components. These are tools Practical, implementable tools for mobilizing and equipping your church members to grasp the Great Commission, to understand the depths of it. So these four tools are introduced into the life. The, your church members don't go to another uh, church or another conference or another training or another meeting to participate in these four. No, these are happening in the life, in the midst of your local ministry. And that helps, again, to stir people up within your local church. They don't need to go outside, or when they do go outside for a, a mission, they're inspired, but then they come back 
And they've got all these tools that are happening on a regular basis in the life of the fellowship. And so this causes people to be mobilized and equipped within the life of the fellowship. So that's the second action point. Pastors and leadership teams committing. We're going to implement these four core components for mobilizing and equipping uh, our members. That's the second piece uh, or action point, you can say, of Great Commission Ministries. The third action point is that these types of ministries then develop and execute a sending strategy to the unreached, okay? So you're getting people on fire for Jesus. That's that wholehearted discipleship. That's point number one. Then you're implementing core components, tools, to start to mobilize and equip them for mission. So their heart is on fire for Jesus in, in uh, action point number one. They're starting to understand the Great Commission in action point number two. And in action point number three, some of them, many, we believe, are going from your local church to say, God's calling me to go as a message bearer to the front lines among the unreached. Okay, Why are we seeing so few answer that call to say, here I am, send me? Well, it's because we're often not doing the first two action points. You have to do those two so that when we get to number three of saying who's ready to go and how are we going to send them, then people's hearts are sensitized. They're tenderized by the Lord because through the life of your fellowship, you've been doing the other action points. So we have to have a sending strategy from the local church, not just from uh, a mission organization. No, every local ministry is responsible to be a part in participating in the sending strategy uh, to the unreached people groups. So those are the three action points okay, of Great Commission Ministries. Now, there are also three purposes. The action points are different than the purposes, right? Action points are what we're doing, the action we're walking in. The purposes of Great Commission Ministry, these are why does this stuff matter? Why does it matter that we uh, become one of these Great Commission Ministries, that we integrate mission vision into the life of our fellowship? There's three main reasons, three main purposes. Number one, the first purpose of why we want to see these Great Commission Ministries raised up the first one is to educate, this is a purpose, to educate every disciple in your local ministry with an understanding of God's heart in the Great Commission. Every believer in every local church should have a vibrant and clear understanding of God's heart in the Great Commission. Again, whether or not they ever go themselves to an unreached people group, they are meant by the Holy Spirit to get it, to grasp it. And to not be confused, remember, we said only 17% right now have this understanding. That proves to us that in our local churches, we are not educating them enough about God's heart in the Great Commission. So that's a, the first purpose of Great Commission Ministries. The second purpose, like it a little bit, is to inspire every disciple. So the first one was to educate every disciple right? Related to understanding God's heart in the Great Commission. Number two is inspiring every disciple with a vision of how to order their lives around this fulfillment of the Great Commission. So in the first purpose, we're educating them to have an understanding of God's heart, but it doesn't stop there. Educating is necessary. Understanding is necessary, but it can't end there. Then it needs to proceed to them being inspired to say, Okay, I get it. I understand it. Now, I'm going to order my entire life around this 
focal vision of the fulfillment of the Great Commission that's on the heart of God, my life being directly connected with that great vision, the fulfillment of the Great Commission. Okay? Now, again, that can happen with people never, ever leaving their hometown. Don't get it in your mind, or better said, get it out of your mind that the only way you connect with mission is by going to unreached people groups. That is false, and that, that false idea and understanding has hindered and limited the body of Christ from becoming what we were meant to be uh, in mission mobilization. So we want to inspire every disciple in your local ministry to order their lives around the fulfillment of the Great Commission. And then number three, the third purpose of Great Commission Ministries is then to activate every disciple in their God-given role in the Great Commission. Okay, so not just saying, okay, I intellectually get the Great Commission. All these unreached people groups still need to be reached. I get that. Okay, and then number two, then ordering my life, saying, God, I want my life to be directly connected with this end goal in your heart, the fulfillment of the Great Commission. That's good. But then how are you going to do that? Number three, activated into your specific role towards seeing uh, this Great Commission uh, uh, vision that's on the heart of God. Now, a primary way a local ministry influences its members towards these things are through, I already mentioned, uh, the second action point is implementing these four core components that we highlighted. These are four core mobilizing tools that have been used by God throughout the generations to awaken his people with a heart for the nations. So if you will talk to uh, pretty much anybody who today has a heartbeat for the nations, to, uh, who today has been mobilized in some way, Okay? If you ask them, how did God give you that vision? I can almost guarantee you that one of these four, we call them four core components to mobilize our ministries. I can guarantee you that one of these four was used of God to touch people's hearts with a heart for the nations. Okay? It's because these are not new or trendy tools. Sometimes in Christian circles, we like kind of the, the new concept, the new technique, right? Whole conferences are set up to tell us the new technique uh, in evangelism or in church planting or whatever. And I love all that stuff, okay? The Lord is in all that stuff. But a lot of what the Lord wants is not the new and trendy thing. He wants us to go back to the basics of what he has laid out in his word as the way that people will be mobilized and equipped. So these four are crucial to that. And again, if you ask anybody with a missions heart today, I can almost guarantee they're going to say, yeah, one of those four or maybe several of those four, God used to grab my heart uh, for the nations. Now, these four are meant to be implemented uh, into the life of your local church. They're meant to be reproduced, almost like a cell group-like uh, like situation. Okay, let me highlight the four of those, and then uh, we'll close up here. The four of these four core components, we highlighted them already. They are the second action point. Implement a, a, a great commission ministry, a local ministry, implements these four into the life of their fellowship and then reproduces them over and over again so that every member of that church, again, whether it's 50 or 500, doesn't matter the size, you can do this model so that every member is experiencing these four tools. Okay, so what are they? Number one. We call them Great Commission Bible Studies, okay? These are Bible studies, small group studies within your church, okay, where they encounter God's mission heart 
in Scripture from Genesis to Revelation. All right? We're going to talk more in future episodes uh, about Great Commission Bible studies and what they are and why they matter and how you can use them. We're just introducing them uh, a little bit in this, uh, in this episode. So Great Commission Bible studies, okay? small groups that are studying God, God's Word from this specific perspective, though. Okay, not just looking throughout the Bible for different topics, etc. No, the specific perspective of asking or of searching the Word of God for His Great Commission heartbeat from Genesis all the way to the end in Revelation. These are very, very impactful. Again, it's one of the ways that God has always used to grab people's heart to understand mission, to get engaged in mission, is by seeing it themselves with their own eyes, studying it in the Word of God. Not just hearing someone else preach about it, but seeing it for themselves as they do uh, the small group Bible study. So that's the first of the four core uh, components, the tools. The second one is what we call global prayer teams. Okay, so I said, coming back to basics. So we're studying the Bible to get God's understanding of the Great Commission. We're coming back to prayer to engage in intercession with God's heart for harvest among the unreached people groups. Okay. Very few of our prayer groups in our churches are actually focused on uh, intercession for the unreached and for the unengaged around the world. Maybe they touch on it again periodically, but it's not the focal point. Global prayer teams are prayer groups that are added into the life of your ministry that give your church members opportunities to intercede for these places around the world that most of them have probably never ever prayed for uh, before. So the third of the tools is called mission forums. And these are meetings that happen in the life of your church that provide crucial information about aspects of the Great Commission that most believers uh, sitting in pews do not understand at all, okay? So some of the strategic elements that God uses in fulfilling his great commission, we want every member of our church to have understanding and clarity and vision. So there's many, many topics that these meetings will highlight. And again, we'll talk more about uh, that tool in the future, mission forums. And then the fourth of the tools of the four core components. We call it the Go Declaration Commitment Challenge. So in the life of your church, giving a, a long-term challenge to all the members of your church because they're doing the Bible studies, they're doing the praying, they're doing the mission forums, and they're having their heart begin to get cultivated with this passion for the Great Commission. We believe out of that whole church membership where this is happening, several, if not many, will begin to say, yes, God is calling me to actually go. Okay, again, not everybody, but a lot more will decide that God is calling me to go to unreached people groups than currently are moving out and doing so. Don't let the number of message bearers, missionaries that are being sent out from our local churches, that is not necessarily the intent on the heart of God. Sometimes we see what is actually happening and we think, okay, yeah, that's pretty cool. That must be it. How awesome this is. The Lord says, no, 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 no. This is only the beginning. I want to reproduce and multiply the number that your church is already sending. I want to multiply it by tenfold, by 20-fold uh, even. All right? So the Lord has in his heart many, many more responding. And so this great uh, or this go declaration challenge is an opportunity for from the pulpit, during the small groups, during Wednesday night church meetings, whatever it might be, we give the opportunity for members to actually say, is God calling you 
to become a message bearer to the unreached. And we give that challenge not just once a year at a missions meeting or whatever. We give it regularly, maybe once a month in the life uh, of our churches. So this is a brief kind of overview in this episode of this importance of empowering entire local ministries, mobilizing our entire local ministries, not just doing what is most popular today, again, like we said at the beginning, which is people going outside of the life of their fellowship to get a little mobilization, but then they, when they come back into the life of their local church, their mission vision starts to dwindle because there's no fire being stirred up for missions inside the local church that they are a part of. We want to see this paradigm shifted in the body of Christ, in your denomination, in your church organization, in your campus ministry uh, fellowship that you might be a part of. Amen? So let me uh, close us in prayer related to this subject. Father, we thank you that you are igniting Great Commission ministries, Lord, these ministries that are emphasizing the Great Commission in the life of their church. Lord, you're igniting them all over the earth. You're raising them up, Lord, by the thousands, even right now, by your own hand. Lord, all over Asia, you're raising up these kinds of churches. All over Africa, you're doing it. All over North America and South America and Europe, Lord, you're stirring your body with a vibrant vision that churches were meant to be about more than generally what we have given ourselves to at this point. Lord, you have a vision for where you want to take the church, and it directly connects with the Great Commission and empowering every member uh, in their roles. Lord, we thank you for that. We want to become more involved in this. We want to become more activated so that we can participate with you and so that our local churches can be ignited as these great commission ministries. I ask, Lord, that you would empower your people that are participating, even in this podcast, Lord, to be envisioned, uh, to see what, what a great commission ministry could look like uh, in their ministry setting. Lord, we bless your name for these things. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit that you are unleashing around the earth today to see these things become reality uh, in time, Lord. We thank you for that. We bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. So the Lord bless you. I pray that you've been encouraged and had your heart touched uh, through this episode. And I encourage you to share it with your uh, networks and with your colleagues and with your coworkers. The Lord bless you today. To listen to more Mission Mobilization Chats, subscribe on YouTube or go to globalmmi.net.